Hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of my podcast, Explore and Engage with Anam. Now my listeners may have noticed that there was a little bit of a delay in publishing this new episode. The previous episode was published a few days ago and then there was a gap. Now that's because I ran into a technical problem. I encountered a technical glitch as a result of which there was a delay, but now I'm back with a new episode. A lot has happened in the world in the last few days. There was an earthquake in California and it was 5.5 magnitude and obviously scary. In fact, because of the earthquake, a 911 dispatch line was disrupted for a few minutes. Earthquakes can happen anytime. On Friday, there was a 7.7 magnitude earthquake that affected the French territory of New Caledonia. In fact, there was also a tsunami warning. Natural events and disasters can happen anytime. Earthquake, flood, tsunami, cyclone, these can happen anytime and there is no way to prevent these. What we must do is pray. Pray to God, pray to a higher power, and pray for the health and safety of everyone. Let me now move on to the topic of the presidential election. The presidential election is coming up in November of 2024, and there are so many things happening The political field is heated. There's a lot of excitement. And on the Republican side, there's obviously a lot of speculation regarding who else may be jumping into the race for the White House. Reportedly, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, reportedly, Governor DeSantis may soon launch his presidential campaign. And as soon as I saw the news update, I thought, well, that's very interesting. Because for quite a while now, there were speculations and lots of discussion about whether or not Governor DeSantis may run for the office of the president. Different analysts had different thoughts, and I think we are getting closer to knowing the answer. For now, it seems that former President Donald Trump is the frontrunner. Donald Trump is leading in, in the polls on the Republican side, but it's too early to tell who will be the eventual nominee from the GOP because there's so much of time left. There's so much of time left. We are getting close to the middle of 2023. And I think over the next few months, there may be more uh, candidates who may jump into the race. There is no doubt that we need a conservative, solid Republican president. We need a solid Republican in the White House so that we can fix all the problems that the country is facing. There are some very, very big problems that we are facing right now. And so the question is, 
who is the right person for the job? Is it Ron DeSantis? Is it Donald Trump? Is it uh, someone else like Nikki Haley or Asa Hutchinson? They are, they are the other candidates who are running. And then Vivek Ramaswamy, he is also running for president. And I also saw in the news that United States Senator Tim Scott will, uh, will be running because he, according to the news update that I saw, Senator Scott has filed paperwork with the Federal Elections Commission making it official that he intends to seek the Republican Party nomination for the office of the president in 2024. Will there be others who will jump into the race? Maybe. I, I think so. I think there will be at least a few more candidates. There's no way to predict who the eventual nominee will be. In, in, in the field of politics, there are lots of unknowns and really predictions. People predict, but predictions are often wrong. So we just have to wait and see. But for now, we do know that Donald Trump is the front runner. He is leading. There's one thing that we know for sure, and that is that the Biden administration is a complete failure. And that's why in November 2024, we need to elect a solid conservative Republican for the office of the president. Look at what's happening at the southern border. I talk about the border crisis a lot, and I will continue to talk about it because it is such a big crisis. And this crisis could have been avoided if we still had a solid Republican president, like President Donald Trump, if we still had a Republican president this this border crisis, this humanitarian crisis, could have been avoided. But since the Biden administration came to power, the U.S.-Mexico border, the situation at the border, is completely out of control. Millions of foreign nationals have entered the United States through the southern border. And that situation is completely out of control. Look at what's happening in New York. Buses and buses of migrants are arriving in New York. And this sanctuary city, New York City, is a sanctuary city. But now the sanctuary city seems to have no place to house these migrants. But it's a sanctuary city. The liberal leaders of New York City claim that New York City is a sanctuary city. So why does New York City not have place for migrants? What about the promises of providing sanctuary? And the same goes for Chicago. Chicago is also a sanctuary city, but now as buses after buses of migrants are arriving in Chicago, it seems that the city has no place to house these people. So what I understand from all this is that the liberal leaders in places like New York City and Chicago, the people who advocated for open borders, these liberal leaders are not really interested in making their cities sanctuary cities. 
They are only interested in political talking points. Liberal leaders of places like New York and Chicago, they like the migrants as long as the migrants stay in Texas and Arizona and places close to the southern border. But as soon as buses after buses of migrants show up in New York City and they show up in Chicago, these cities seem to be in a state of crisis. The liberal leadership of New York City now wants to ship migrants out to other counties in New York because they don't want to deal with this issue. The city is also trying to push the problem on school students and parents. New York leaders are housing the migrants in schools. Many migrants are sleeping in school gyms. So why should school students and parents have to deal with this crisis? During COVID, during the pandemic, children suffered as schools were shut down, as social distancing guidelines were put in place, as mask mandates were put in place, and many students could not engage in sports activities because of all these COVID rules. And so the children, the school students, they suffered and the parents also suffered. And now the migrants are being housed in school gyms and many students are not getting the opportunity to engage in sports activities. Let me tell you, my friends, the United States is a welcoming country. And I know that because I am an immigrant. I am a legal immigrant. I came to the United States by following all the laws and rules of this country. Our country needs more immigrants, but the immigrants must come to the United States by following the legal process, by following all the laws and rules of our country. What's happening at the southern border, what has been happening at the southern border for a long time, is an absolute disaster. Since President Biden came to power, the southern border of the United States is completely out of control and there is a humanitarian crisis at the southern border, at the U.S.-Mexico border. Immigrants must enter the United States legally. They have to follow all the laws and rules. But there is a border crisis and there is massive illegal immigration that the country is suffering from. The solution to this problem is to make sure that we secure the southern border, that we secure the U.S.-Mexico border, and that anyone who wants to come into the United States to live and work will have to do so by following the legal process. My friends, I have written a lot on this topic. I have talked a lot about it. If you go to my website, tossifanam.net, you can check out my blog posts on immigration. And if you go to the published opinions section, you will also find uh, the various letters to editors and op-eds that I've written. And I've also written on the topic of immigration. You will find information about those published opinions. So please check out my website, tossifanam.net. And let me just emphasize again 
that we have to secure the border and we have to make sure that any foreign national who wants to come into the United States must do so legally through the proper process. Let me now talk about energy. Energy. We need energy. We depend on energy. We need energy to power our everyday lives. The United States power grid is facing an elevated risk of shortages in the upcoming summer months. And this is according to the North American Electric Reliability Corporation. This is a nonprofit organization that monitors the electric grid and makes recommendations on how the reliability of the grid can be increased. The push for green energy is hurting Americans. Green energy sounds fancy, but it's not really helping Americans. We depend on fossil fuels. We depend on coal, oil, and gas. And Americans must embrace coal, oil, and gas. We must embrace coal, oil, and gas, as we have done in the past. But the Biden administration wants to focus on green energy. Green energy. It's a fancy name, green energy. And that focus on green energy and and, and to move away from coal, oil, and gas, that is going to be detrimental for the United States. How did we arrive at this juncture in our nation's history that now we have to worry about facing power shortage? We now have to worry about being in the dark in the summer months if we lose power. Load shedding is something that people experience in many parts of the world. But how can we experience power shortage here in the United States, which is an advanced industrialized nation and a global leader? But that's what we are heading towards, my friends, because of the Biden administration's push for green energy. Now, more than ever, we need energy independence and we must embrace coal, oil, and gas. My friends, that's all I have for today. If you have any thoughts or comments that you would like to share with me, please visit my website, tossafanam.net. You can also find me on social media. Please send me a message, leave me a comment, and I always appreciate hearing from my listeners. So please get in touch with me, and thank you for continuing to listen to my podcast. I hope to be back again with a new episode very soon.